0: Hello, hello, hello. Hi, horse, And welcome to another episode of Flapping Flapping and Fawning. Fawning.
1: How are you doing today, Fawn?
0: I'm good. How are you, Flapped
1: Jack? I'm okay. I don't know. This week was kind of a blur, but we... I just have gotten so focused on my um, upcoming Camp Wanakiki premiere. A date for that is coming out soon. Y'all get so excited. Keep
0: your eyes peeled. We'll be sure to share it from our social media.
1: And make sure you share our social media because we're going to be doing a few OutTV membership giveaways on there. So you can get a few months free by following us.
0: Yes. And also, we also have a new TikTok, speaking of social media. Yes.
1: So make sure you go follow
0: us at Flapping and Fawning Pod on TikTok.
1: So I felt like I was getting on your nerves yesterday because I texted you like a hundred (laughs) times and I was like, I'm so sorry, but I just got really down this like social media news hole and I found out, (laughs) and I found (laughs) out (laughs) that, did you know that Gen Z, Okay, this is gonna make me sound very old because I'm technically a millennial, but I do not do this. A millennial, yeah. Like I'm like right on the cusp of Gen Z and millennial. Like 1995 is like the year that like splits the two, and I found out that most Gen Zers, not most, 40 percent of Gen Zers use TikTok to search for things like to search for information instead of Google, which. I don't, when you want to know something, do you just go to Google and search? Yeah, because I'm a millennial.
0: I'm a sane human. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, Well, yeah, and I know this makes me feel like a millennial, but see, this is one of those things where it's like right on the cusp. Like I, I like I understood why, but I that blew my mind. Do you want to hear a secret? So it made me want us to start a TikTok. What? What's your secret? I s- like.
0: I am paranoid of TikTok because... Yeah, it's kind of scary. Here's the thing. I used to get on TikTok a lot, and then I, like, we'll go through phases. I don't get on TikTok now unless somebody's, like, texting me a TikTok because mm. I have so many TikToks my friends have sent me through <laughs> the TikTok TikTok app in like my TikTok messages. Yeah. I have over a hundred. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so, no, I just don't open it because I don't want to see that number. <laughs> it's scary. And if it's I just don't like, open it, it doesn't exist. Right. And it's just like, because then I have to go through all of them. Yeah. Because I don't want to just like not open those TikToks or right. just like open it and not watch them hmm So I'll just, like, not open
1: it. <laughs> I have... I probably... Before yesterday, I probably was getting on TikTok, like, once a month. Maybe once every six weeks. And I... It was the same situation. Like, I would have loads of messages from people that had sent me TikToks. And I'd be like, all right, let me just take half an hour of my day to watch all these (laughs) and respond. Um, But I mean, it was always funny because the thing I liked about it was so many of them were very personalized to me. And that's one of my love languages. It's tagging people in memes and when people send me memes that remind me of them. Um, I do that to my partner all the time. And sometimes it's stupid things
0: that I know will make them cringe, but I mean... Tell us about it. Like... (laughs) Yeah? Sometimes it's these awful food ones. Yeah? And it's just like hilarious because they hate it they hate the food one yeah like abomination of food things oh like like that should not
1: exist like the one where they made the punch in the toilet i haven't seen that
0: one. Oh yeah it's disgusting but, lo- but okay so have you seen those facebook accounts that are like the fake walmart account the fake sonic account the fake oh uh, like yes all those so last night, there was one that was a Sonic from, like, a fake Sonic one that it was, like, the mozzarella <gasps> sticks, but it was, like, cum sticks instead. Yeah. Ew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is, was the pickle juice one fake? No, that one's real. Yeah. Yay. Okay. I really want to do that. Do you not want to? I really want to. Y'all should see Fawn's face really, right really, now. They're really, like really a deer in head headlights. And take, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Mm. I just think it would be so fun. We could share it. It's like, okay, so I would try it If you don't know what we're talking about, fawn this week you f- you shared it, right? Yeah this new uh not sponsored sonic um slushy that's like pickle flavored and they have like a pickle sandwich too. but I, a bunch of people in the comments were talking about how gross it would be. but I think we should have it on the pod and then and react to it. Let us know in a five star review if you would like us to <laughs> taste the pickle slush. yeah speaking of
0: (laughs) um, five star reviews make sure you're leaving reviews for us because that does help out the pod that does help get us more listens and it boosts us up in the
1: polls. Yes. And in fact, we are to, we we love when people write five-star reviews, so we are actually going to read um, a, a five-star review every week. Um, so make sure you go and write one and maybe your five-star review will actually be mentioned on the pod. Right. Which I guess I should go ahead and read one of them. Hit it, toots. So this one
0: is from Manda Girl one and I'm pretty sure I know exactly who this is. But it says, I have long loved Fawn and Flap. They're two amazing individuals in and out of drag. They're super versatile, professional, and fun. I'm so excited to hear more from these two.
1: Thank you so much, Manta Girl One. We yeah, love you. Okay, love it. now everyone else, go write five star reviews, and we'll maybe you'll hear yours read on the pod. Okay, never know. To the golden sounds of our voices, mm. it's so magical. <laughs> it's like sex. Speaking of like sex, don't you have lube wrestling tonight? I do. What are your thoughts about that? Um, oh. I'm so nervous. Actually,
0: <laughs> in reality, I'm like super nervous. I would
1: be terrified Um,
0: (laughs) because they used to do it at the, at spikes, which was later the chapel before it closed. And I was always too terrified to do it. Um,
1: Yeah. That's me right now.
0: And for some reason, this go round when I've been having more back and neck problems than I did then. (laughs) um, I'm practicing with the soundboard. We're getting better. (laughs) For some reason, I decided to do it. You're going to kill just it. just like, oh, so this is what we're... Why am I doing... I don't expect to win. Who are you wrestling against? Um, I don't know who this first person is. It's oh. somebody that I've not met or seen. And then... I don't know her. It's a bracket system. So the winner of my match will go against um, the winner of Angel and Abby.
1: That's so exciting. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm excited for you. I'm terrified for you. And Twat's going up against Leviathan. Yes, friends of the pot. Um,
0: and <laughs> it's not a spoiler at this point because at this point the as episode will have come out. But Twat also has a fake chair made out of cardboard and duct tape. Oh, that they're like about a to- folding chair <gasps> that they're going to use as a
1: prop. Do you have any strategy for this? No. Oh my God, Fawn, we got to work on this. I, I'm gonna oh, I, like. I have a washboard you can take. It's my pink. my goal is to be lanky and slippery you're just gonna slip it in yeah (laughs) um twat posted on facebook earlier i thought i thought it was really funny hello this is a considerate psa for those attending drag night lube wrestling it's a tight space maybe wear a poncho slash raincoat or nothing white probably
0: (laughs) you know oh damn (laughs) that's news to me because i know nothing about a tight space were you planning to wear a white party costume for this um actually i have this tube top that if i can figure out a proper bottom to wear with it because you know we love picking our bottoms. Um but it's a tube top that it says priority and it's like looks like the USPS priority. It's like a blue tube top yes. with like white and red stripes. And <laughs> it's like in the USPS font this is priority. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I can't... got it at the thrift store like forever ago for like three bucks and I've been waiting for a reason to wear it oh and here's I, your reason yeah and i have like a circle skirt that i could wear with it that's like silvery white but i don't know if i can find my like what i really want to wear underneath it in time and i didn't have time to make a panty just for this mm. Well, I'm they also not they have those pads. at walmart
1: you're not padding for this no are you sure yeah what if what if you fall down and then boom and then you hurt your butt bones what if i ruin my pads with loop i mean worse things have happened Uh, the fact that i
0: value pads more than i value my actual hip
1: (laughs) 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 we're living for the soundboard y'all it was it was a very good investment i'm very happy um so we are uh i also wanted to share that this week my partner and i started our own tiktok account we are gonna become famous influencers so um if you want to go follow us we're just gonna do some lifestyle things like where when we do projects around the house um when we go to different restaurants maybe we'll show him styling a wig or two he'll also highlight a bunch of his plants on there we'll also probably talk about our cats i don't know we have loads of stuff to talk about and we love to go places and pretend like we're influencers anyway so we're just gonna keep that going it's called danny and clay on tiktok y'all should check it out (laughs) Right! <laughs> I love that Linda's so excited for that. Um, well, we have a really exciting episode this week. Yeah, we do. It's our first ever interview. Yes. It, you yes. got ahead of us. Yes, that's her name. <laughs> With the one and only Hillary Yass, my Camp sibling. Um, she is so funny. And I, I just can't wait for y'all to all hear about her and see her on the show. Um, she's amazing. But
2: I did spend this one night in a ditch.
1: And I will say, if
0: y'all enjoy this, if there's anybody that you want to hear us interview. Yes. If there's anything that you would like for us to talk about, any questions or advice that you want, reach out to us on social media, on our TikTok. You can message us. You can message us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can email us. Any of that, yes. you can send
1: in any kind of recommended recommendations for the show. Absolutely. You can also um tip me and send recommendations in for the show at uh dollar sign flap on Cash App. Um I'll take a $50 donation for you to let us know what or you to want to about. Or to
0: me at um dollar sign mustache 94.
1: Damn. All right. Well, are you ready to jump into this podcast with the Absolutely. one and only Hillary? Yeah. Let's hit it to it. Wow. Is that? And we are back, back, back. And we have a very special guest who is joining us today, coming all the way from Toronto, Canada, my Camp Wanakiki sibling. Please welcome to the pod, crossing streams with us today, Hillary. Yes.
2: Oh my God, it's me. Is this exciting? I don't know. Maybe. I'm who knows? so
1: excited. I did like a whole spoon of drugs
2: <laughs> in anticipation. Okay, well that explains a lot about you, Flap. Okay, we're it does, it does. <laughs> I've
0: been looking looking forward to this like ever since Flap told me this was happening,
2: so this is exciting. Oh. Ever since you saw my whole seven seconds of introduction <laughs> on television time.
1: Well that was still on the YouTube. I don't know if we'll if, we'll be I know on TV. if- it doesn't feel real yet. Um, We're but, not
2: even on TV yet, but we will be very soon. Be. Apparently,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Release date TBD. Um, so, Hillary, why don't you just start by telling us your uh, your drag name and what your
2: pronouns are? Yeah, baby. Uh, my name's Hillary Ass, and my program programs <laughs> pronouns. My program is um, C uh, A little bit of basic. I'm very basic, actually. Mm. Uh, but my pronouns. Uh, I don't know. They're she, her and drag, uh, out of drag. I like to go with like he, they. I like to consider myself a little non-binary. Yay! A little bit, super, little bit super binary. Like I'm a little bit super mask, super femme. I don't know. Like I'm confused. I'm just a confused person. (laughs) Well, yay, we are
1: also non-binary. So we're so excited to have you on and to like join to join us today. My prolapse is he,
2: she, and they. Um, Oh, no, it's inverted. It's inverted (laughs) or it's concave or convex.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've got, I must say, an incredible drag name. It took me flap asking me if I understood the pun. (laughs) i must ask where did you get your drag name like how did you You figure that out
2: have you ever heard of tim hortons yes Yes. in canada so it's a very popular coffee chain akin to like duncan um it's all over canada i was sitting at tim hortons one day going like hmm what should my drag name be (laughs) and i and i came up with that no actually i came up with hillary Oos, o o o s. For some reason, uh, I thought that was funny, uh, and I, I like the name Hillary. I really like the name Hillary. I haven't heard a lot of drag name drag queens named Hillary before. True, and it just like made me think hmm. of like Hillary Clinton, Hillary Banks, like these powerful women that are stupid and blonde. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yes, that is very my vibe, and um, then a little bit down the road. Uh, my friend Sapphire to the Do you catch that pun? Oh my god, Sapphire to the rain. she recently changed. Yeah, she recently rechanged her name to just Sapphire because she thought her name was too stupid. But I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree. Um, I, I love Sapphire. She suggested. Yeah, she suggested. Why don't you just call yourself Hillary Yass instead of Ooze because mm. no one knows how to pronounce Ooze? And I was like, you're right. So now I'm Hillary Yass yeah <laughs>
1: plus Yas is so gay like yeah. when i when i first saw it when we um ha- found out that we were going to be camp siblings i was like going through everyone's instagram and i did not get the pun of your name literally mm-hmm. until after we got home i was like
2: oh, hilarious oh duh yeah you know, uh, it's actually like, there's a couple of things. Like, it's actually a, a, a big idea to live up to. I was a little yeah. bit nervous to take a name like that on, because it's like, if you call yourself hilarious, you, better, you be. better be funny. Otherwise, people will hate you. So people still hate me, but I do think I'm <laughs> kind of funny.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll say
0: just from like your the introductions from Wanakihi and listening to your podcast, so I say you definitely live up to the name.
1: Mm-hmm, 100%. And, Thank you so much. And I know comedy is a really big thing for you. Like in fact, I think that you you're you're out there doing the damn thing with comedy right now, right? Like aren't, aren't you yeah. doing a bunch of shows? How is that going?
2: Yeah, I'm in my hometown originally, Kingston, Ontario, uh, Canada. Uh, I live in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, the big city. but I came home to Kingston because they have their fringe festival here, and I was invited and they had a spot um so i'm doing my um one woman show it's just like an hour of stand-up comedy and i'm workshopping it and recording it with hopes to like get some good recordings to put together like a little album
1: yeah be ready
2: for like when when kiki comes around so like if they do find me funny you know they can (laughs) buy my album you know for five bucks or whatever
1: and play it in the car (laughs) exactly (laughs) I i love it
2: comedy is so important to me and like it's such a like it it is what hillary ass experience is all about like funny 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 so
0: that brings me to like a really good question have you always merged drag with your comedy like or have you always merged comedy with your drag
2: Mm, that's a good question i feel like you were definitely Um, a
1: kick split um death drop girl at the start of it all (laughs)
2: I wasn't Uh, I mean I started probably like my whole draggy drag career like the first time was probably back in theater school 10 or 11 years ago Uh, and my original name was Ra Ra Ramama um, born of a Lady Gaga nonsense lyric you better (laughs) Um, and I was totally just a Lady Gaga bad romance impersonator. so this was like practically early drag race days and like it was a very different time back then and I did a solo show for The Fringe, and it went fine, but then, like I got other acting gigs, and I ended up playing like historical characters and stuff, and I couldn't find how like drag and being historical went together, so mm. my drag didn't come back and come back to Hillary until about six or seven years ago now, and then, yeah, I've been doing Hillary for that long now,
1: yeah, that seems like a really a really tough two worlds to merge like history and drag so i can see why comedy ended up like
2: (laughs) like the the politic politics and history like you know people really get in their feelings about politics and historical characters too and i'm like i don't know i'm just trying to bring this person together and i'm an actor and stop hating me like (laughs) like, it's hard enough you know so um yeah so i ran away to the circus which is also called drag (laughs) uh, and comedy
1: (laughs) how is drag different in canada than in the states like when you came to camp Wanakiki, were there any cultural differences that you noticed
2: yeah i immediately noticed the drop in iq um it was like (laughs) hey that's not my fault okay
1: Talking to the one Alabama queen. You can blame my county education (laughs) system.
2: I don't know. Like as soon as I crossed the border, there was like this (laughs) something in the air. It was like, like, Oh my God, I feel stupider. No, that was Um, my luggage falling out of the plane. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, I definitely think it's interesting because Americans tend to, you know, there's a cultural thing where Americans kind of think they're the center of the universe. Um, I always True. find that Americans know nothing about anywhere else in the world. Um, so Canadians, obviously, we know a fair amount about the U.S. because we have to. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> You guys control so much of our culture. Um, and we're very similar but different. We're like more passive-aggressive nice people that are just like, whatever. <laughs> we're like very righteous, self-righteous. Um, and you guys are just braggarts braggy braggy people so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but I, I mean i don't know the drag is a bit different i think jimbo said it best once uh mm. it really articulated what the difference between canadian and american drag is is that in uh, canada there's very few centers of the country or in big cities yeah um so a lot of the drag is very diy so you really have to be your own producer Um, Like there are some big clubs or bars like in Toronto, but there, I can count the number on one hand, like there's not that much. So like you reach the top very, very quickly. um, And you know, your yesterday's trash, like there's always someone new. So Mm. you really have to self produce, you really do and, and make it happen for yourself
1: that's such an interesting way to put it. And I think it's very accurate to you. Um, Cause I had never <clears throat> quite known how to articulate the differences that I had been seeing between us drag and Canadian drag. And largely mm-hmm. my perception had been from what I'd seen on TV. Um, mm-hmm. But I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Like it seems like there are a lot of g- Queens from Canada who are just really great at, Putting together what they need to put together for a look and, mm-hmm. and self-producing. So I, yeah, I love to see. I mean, you see people like Jimbo who make their own costumes all the time, and even mm-hmm. on this current season of Canada's Drag Race, people like Bombay who just, oh, uh, gosh, she can just Bombay. make amazing shit. Like
0: I love Bombay so much. Are you
2: sure? Are you sure? Are you okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just like both of the bays. I also love halal. Um, Are you halal halal too? I'm a little biased to another mustached oh, artist, yes. so Oh yes. That a couple episodes ago. That was a
1: that was a moment um with was episode one. spoilers, spoilers was.
2: So <laughs> Yeah. No halal and bomb, they're both wonderful. Um I definitely know Bomb better than halal Um But Halal is a wonderful queen. Uh, And Bomb, I mean, she runs this like internet empire practically, Uh, especially became a real COVID queen. So, and she's just a gazelle. She just like, and she can whip up fashion like that. She really is quite impressive. Quite impressive.
0: Speaking of that Canadian drag family, onto you, do you have any drag family?
2: Yeah. Um, my drag family uh, is essentially called the House of Licks. Uh, house mother, Vicky Licks, um, who is kind of in re- semi-retirement, I guess, at the moment, or I'm not really sure what she's doing right now. She kind of went on to become a porn star. Shh. <laughs> hey, we've all about thought it about it. About it. Papers. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, but no, we were a a comedy house and honestly, uh, she was kind of doing the comedy thing for a while and not really finding a lot of comedy Queens. I don't know what happened in Toronto. Like there was a really great comedy culture for Queens. Like there was these, the B girls, which were this through these three of them and Donna Rama and like a whole bunch of people were doing great comedy and then just really went away. I think kind of a weird pseudo pageant culture took over, but like Mm. no pageant system. Hmm. Uh, and so like the comedy and then our, our comedy bar kind of just burned down. It was called Zelda's, which was very similar to like a hamburger oh, Mary's or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she'd been waiting. And then finally me and my sister Selena Vile, and, you know, we kind of came up together and started this little house again called house of licks. Uh, and we started doing shows. So that's that, and then now I'm I kind of have my own drag daughter, Messy Margaret, and we have this production company called Messy Productions, and we're kind of, <laughs> I mean, it's like another rebirth out of COVID. Like we're starting up shows, and so many of our venues closed down throughout the pandemic. Yeah, oh like yeah. it's it's such a a rebuilding time right now. It's it's like you, you always have to remember, like don't don't blame yourself too much because, like, oh my God, like we're we're like all starting over again, you know? Mm-hmm. So. But it's been pretty good, yeah. And I mean, I got on, on Kaimanaiki, so that that wasted some time during the <laughs> pandemic. So that was great. <laughs> great way to kill time, if nothing else. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, the way
1: you're describing Toronto, it reminds me honestly a bit of Birmingham. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we so much had a comedy drag culture before the pandemic, but there is definitely a very prevalent pageant culture yeah. that that exists right now and yes. I think people sometimes have a hard time shaking that but we're having all these pop-up shows and they're very 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 campy or if not campy just really weird and I love how it's shaking things up
0: but I will say pre-pandemic there was a little more safe spaces for drag as mm. far as like you can come and do drag how you want to do drag and mm-hmm. it not always be a competition-based setting which a lot of the here a lot of the newer stuff for newer entertainers is always a competition um Mm -hmm. pre-pandemic we had a couple venues that were not always that and you got to just like come perform Um, right and that's something that we have lost that we're slowly starting to get back um one of our friends twat has been doing a lot of the diy pop-up shows that flat was mentioning um and yeah it's great to see it finally slowly creeping back in
1: i love it i love seeing all these weirdos
2: are okay. you running like an open stage kind of concept at all or something down there?
1: Yeah, we have a few open stages. So there's the one, the DIY drag, which is the one um, that Twat is leading. And then we also Word. have open stages, that, but they're more competition based. So the, there's one at the Quest. Really? 5, which is mine. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: open stages are competitions. Yeah. Oh, is this uh, not a y'all new concept? Are just so, y'all are just so pageant. It, it really <laughs> is. And it's
0: always like crowd applause mm-hmm. too. So it's like. No bar mm-hmm. other than crowd applause. So all you have to do is pack the audience out, and you win. So it's just right. also like maybe not the most like talented person wins. <laughs> the person that yeah. has like the most shady bitch. <laughs> but, I mean, it's true. We've all been there. <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, before we get into our break, I do have a very important question for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that is, if you were a Powerpuff Girl. What would your chemical X be in drag?
2: Oh, what's your I don't secret get to be ingredient? one of the Powerpuff Girls. I have to be... Oh, so sugar, spice, and everything nice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or your secret uh, ingredient.
1: You know, like, the ke- what, what is your what's... chemical X?
2: Do I just have... Oh, do I have, like, three of them, or do I just have one? Wait.
1: You have one. I'm good. Sorry, it's a complicated want... question.
2: It... <sighs> okay. <laughs> my, my secret ingredient? My secret ingredient is... um. A little bit of a little bit like it's a little, it's a little bit of um, uh, uh, Coke Zero and a little <laughs> bit of Lipton tea at Lemonade and a little bit of a crunchy bar, and a little bit of Old Spice deodorant and a little bit of Dole uh, fruit salad juice and um, just the juice. you just throw that out into the toilet, mix it up, shit in it, uh, <laughs> get a cup, and um, feed it to a dog, have it shit it out, and then strain it. and it makes a nice tea that's my (laughs) ingredient and that's the
1: yeah secret ingredient you heard it here folks that was a flapping it actually tastes a lot like coleslaw (laughs) (laughs) you did not oh my god okay I have to do it I have to push the button I have to push the button
0: I hate coleslaw it's disgusting
1: (laughs) and we'll be back
0: And we are back with Hillary. Yes.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) So, on a more personal level, are you currently in a relationship? Do you have a partner?
2: Yeah, you didn't know. I'm actually married. I got married in December. Yay. Uh, We had a pandemic wedding at Toronto City Hall. We had four of us there us and our moms, and this really gay Minister of Justice. That was fun. He was like, "Where are you two going tonight?" And I was like, "Not to your house, sir. Excuse me." <laughs> <curious."> um, <laughs> and then we went and had dinner uh, with some of our friends. About twenty-five of us just kind of had a nice dinner. Honestly, kind of the most ideal wedding for me. So that was good. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I didn't want to something too big and grand and.
1: I, I can I tell. Know. I can tell. Like even when we were at camp, and um, as I got to meet your partner when we were in Boston, and seeing y'all go on yeah. your honeymoon to, to Disney, um, I can just tell that y'all have like a really special, loving relationship. So I'm curious, how is that drag dynamic for y'all?
2: Yeah. Well, the the key is start drag after you lock them down. So like, <laughs> uh, you know, we were in the relationship, and then I kind of got back into drag again, uh, and he was like, "Oh, you're slowly becoming old man. Great." Um, <laughs> so yeah i mean we've been together uh, a little bit longer than i got back into hillary so that's kind of great uh and we just i don't know we complement each other uh we both really have a strong like understanding of like people aren't perfect Mm -hmm. um you can never get the perfect person you know take what you can get so (laughs) yeah it's funny
0: that you mentioned it
2: And also, like, it's really important to be with somebody that you want to be with in a bad situation. Mm, You know, it's not about the good times. It's about the bad times. It's like, he's there to hold me. I'm there to hold him. And it really helps, you know? so. (sighs) I oh, love so that. Sweet. <laughs> That's my advice. It's so funny because I
1: feel like my drag dynamic with my partner, it's a bit of a business transaction yep. <laughs> because he'll make the wigs for me and then I'll come around and I'll help him whenever he wants to go out and drag. Um, and so it's nice that we have that relationship to just celebrate and explore drag together.
0: Whereas like <laughs> my my interaction, like words are hard. They are. Um, mine with my partner is very much like, kind of like a number one fan kind of situation um, <laughs> i love
1: mark they're such a big supporter of the podcast oh. and it's also funny
0: that you mentioned the like start drag after you're in a relationship because that's very mm-hmm. much what my partner is doing with me now mm-hmm. which like oh, obviously no. I love. <laughs> they're just gonna steal your whole closet basically
1: okay so i want to shift gears a bit and talk about camp on And the the first question that I want to know is if you could switch drag closets with any one of your Camp Wanakiki siblings, and you know, assuming like all you have like a tailor or whatever, everything fits, no big deal. Who would it be, Mm -hmm. and why would it be me?
2: Okay, Uh, why would it be you? It probably wouldn't be you, unfortunately. (gasps) Wow, and and and, I'm not because not to throw shade, I do love all of your ideas, and I think that you're very talented. Um. But no, I think, uh, yeah, no, I, um, I think it would probably be, wouldn't be coleslaw because everything would smell. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate coleslaw. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would probably be, uh, Deja Deja D. Deletaro because Deja has an extensive wardrobe of just like everything and has like all of these cool, like. Uh, you know, cutout, plastic cutout pieces mm-hmm. and earrings that say, like, Deja D." Like, she has Deja D on everything. And, like, she has her own merch on every, yeah. like, it's crazy. So you want to commit amazing. identity theft? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not a joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What was the process like for you when you were preparing for camp?
2: Um, It was kind of like, uh, I was actually in Kingston, ironically. I'm in Kingston right now. Uh, and I got the call or the text or whatever it was. Uh, and then I was like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. I I was doing my play. I don't know if I want to do this. So I had to ask my drag family if I should do it. And they told me, yes, obviously uh, you should do it. (laughs) But then like the whole process of getting ready was crazy Mm because you have a month to like put the whole thing together and organize your flight and all that kind of stuff. So it was intense. It was intense. It was intense. It was insane. I barely got it done. Like, some of the outfits were done like five minutes before I left. Yeah. You know, so
0: I could not imagine that chaotic, like, scramble Mm -hmm. to get outfits done. Yeah. It takes a village. As somebody that, like, does a lot of my own everything and Mm -hmm. stresses about it anyways, because I also procrastinate.
2: (laughs) And you know, the worst part also is like, you know, like, um, I, You go to a competition like this or and not everything that you bring with you, you're going to love necessarily, Mm -hmm. but you have to make it work. Exactly. Um, You'll be like, well, I know this one's good. This one's good. This one, eh, it's fine. I'm sure maybe if I wear it, maybe I'll be okay. I just (laughs) hope someone's (laughs) worse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you also like don't always know the order, right? No, you have no (laughs) idea. So like Mm -hmm. you're hoping that your worst stuff isn't first.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, it's, it's like a toss up, you know, right. because on the one
1: hand, like the things that kept going through my mind was like, well, I want to have a strong start. So I hope this this is what's at the beginning. But then the other hand was like, well, if I had to put the, the, the worst ones, I would want it to be at the beginning. So there's more likely that someone's worse than me, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we
2: all uh, I guess this isn't probably not sh- throwing any any information out there, but like, we all pretty much knew what the first first look would be because mm-hmm. it was like a signature look. Um, so that was definitely one you could prepare for yeah but everything else was just up in the air like I kind of knew the spooky one might be halfway through because it usually is right. I assumed water sports might be early I'm not saying if it was or not you know like it, you, you could kind of judge based on seasons but like you had no idea I was like ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah and we even had one episode uh we can't really go into but uh, that doesn't really even have a costume challenge right. associated with it. it. So you know, there was a lot. It, it, it was it, this is such a cool season. Like they really stepped it up this year. They really, it's did. really cool.
1: There's so much that I. I didn't expect to happen. And I, I, f- I feel like I came into it with a similar mindset too. I was like, okay, we're definitely going to have the spooky one. We know what this first one is. We know that there's almost definitely going to be a water sports challenge. Um, yeah. We know there's going to be a crafty beaver challenge. I mean, that happens every season, right? So there yeah, are things the crafty that beaver, yeah. are, are, are they consistent. So you um right. have to be prepared for. It. And I definitely had lots of, um, what do you call it? Like the the cutouts for designs like dresses like if you want to make something
2: patterns patterns i have oh yeah pattern for crafty beaver yeah
1: i had all my patterns in my suitcase so um that went to good use and you know
2: i, I had my i didn't have my pattern but i had my like <laughs> t-shirt to make a t-shirt dress out of it you know it was, was ready mm. to go <laughs> <laughs> So what's what's
1: important to you in drag that you know what, what's like Hillary's mission uh, aside from just making people laugh and being entertaining do you do you have like a greater cause
2: Um get rich and move to somewhere hot you know that's about <laughs> it you know Uh I think dude you just like spreading joy mm. um and reversing negativity into positivity as best as possible is my central mission. Um, It's really important to try and do that in the world. It's, I don't know, there's like, there's so much negativity, so much hate, so much criticism, so much all of that in the world uh, that someone has to not do that and try Mm -hmm. to turn things around and be that pillar and it's really hard because sometimes i'll come home and be like i don't know everyone hates me everyone's just so sad all the time but you have to remember to like draw it from the inside it's almost like a yoga zen thing of just like oh, like oh, i'm happy i'm a happy person everything's good like, it's crazy you know like you have to draw happiness out of the earth yeah <laughs> or something because No one wants to be happy. It's so much easier to be negative. It's so much easier to say no. Um, Yeah. and uh, I I can't tell you
1: how many times that there have uh, been people that come to shows, you know, and I, whenever I come out right at the beginning, they're sitting there cross armed, mm, looking mm, very mm. angry. And I'm like, did you come to a drag show expecting a bad time? I don't know. (laughs) So getting to make those people laugh is always special. And it's like, okay, well, I'm glad that we are, Hopefully bringing some joy into this person's life. You know, really I think it. when
2: the person comes to the drag show with the arms crossed, I think what it is, is they're feeling vulnerable, mm. you know? So they have come to this drag show. They're like, okay, I'm putting myself out here. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Ugh. And like, like they just need someone to like embrace them and like open those claws that don't want to open up. You know, it's just like get open <laughs> bitch and let me in uh without sexual assault and yes that's with very important but um <laughs> um you know what i mean like it, it, they are being vulnerable i think so it's a vulnerable place to be to open yourself to new things um it's there's so many jerks out in the world there really are yeah so we must be cautious but um yeah. We have to have those spaces where we can be happy too. So hopefully we can do that for them. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so is drag something that you do full time or do you have another gig on the side or and drag? Is just something you do when you can or is it, like I said, full time?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, currently, I'm trying to do it full time. I mean, it kind of goes in and out obviously the pandemic like destroyed my job. So I've been kind of just swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Um, and yeah, right now I'm just kind of doing the the full time at the moment. We'll see. I don't know. That's a good question too. Cause like, I think Queens often get in their head mm-hmm. uh, about that. Yeah. Like, Am I a full-time queen? If I'm not full-time, I'm not a real drag queen. Ooh. And so it's not a hobby. I don't want it to carry a hobby. It's like, no, it is what it is. Like, right. just do it. And not everyone you know?
0: wants it to be full-time either. And it doesn't have to if you yeah. don't want it to. Yeah. It's
2: yeah. not a job. It's a
1: lifestyle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people who are full-time queens, honestly, and I don't mean to be too shady, but some of the full-time queens I know are some of the least creative, least talented people I know
1: yeah honestly yeah. they're
2: extremely good at doing cockity cock, cock cow they think they're the best they are so basic they are so boring they are so overworked they are so joyless mm-hmm. they are so unhappy they are so medicated <laughs> they don't even know what's happening around them anymore and you know I do think um, that's a, a,
1: a part yeah. of it almost becoming a business right like when you're doing it full time yeah. you know you you have to think about those mundane things and so I think it It's very easy to slip into that. Oh, well, let me just recycle this, Um, Um, you know? I think, like, Mm -hmm. even to an aspect, even if
0: you're not doing drag in what would be a full-time capacity of, like, getting paid and that's, like, your main source of income, there is still something about drag that is still full-time. Because mm-hmm. you're always coming up with stuff, even though you might not be on the clock at that moment getting paid for it. You might be doing costumes, planning numbers, stuff yes. like
1: that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, yeah. So I
2: mean, like, and I consider myself, um, drag is definitely my medium, but like, I f- I'm a comedian. Um, so I, I create comedy in any way I possibly can, whether it's trying to, put out my youtube channel which is miserable please subscribe
1: (laughs) it's very good
2: i i actually really better than it it's much better than it the subscriber base uh, (laughs) i love Um, the
1: your pandemic content though like the keeping up with the covids that is hilarious and that was a like an award-winning show right
2: yeah it actually won an award which is amazing um but you know Eh, awards don't necessarily translate to popularity uh but like i i have True. so much fun and i i just i do i do comedy i do comedy and and drag is so important in my life now as as this hillary character identity or whatever you want to call it is so part of my life and camp one is such an important brand i mean Regardless of our time on Camp Winakiki and the realities of shooting a TV show, which is grueling, let me tell you, uh-huh. Camp Winakiki really Amen. is about turning away the negativity and focusing on the positivity yep. and the goofiness and the childlike nature. And that is why I decided to go for Camp Winakiki and not like Canada's Dry Grace or whatever. Like, yeah. I knew my people were on Camp Winakiki, and I was very right when I got there. Like, y'all are this is my crowd so <laughs> i was very proud to be on the show
1: it really you're so right like i, I when i i remember being dropped in and it was like
2: <laughs> yeah, you came in like the wicked witch I did. Like, Boo! yeah the house dropped on you and we stole your socks mm-hmm. yeah. ugly socks oh, and, um and,
1: and and my makeup but it's fine um so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i yeah but no you're so right like it was just such a positive culture and i i remember there were moments I think like Coco taught me different things like when we were getting ready together and um, you know she she brought snacks for everyone it was it was a very just kind yeah. and uplifting culture if if someone wasn't feeling so so well like I, I noticed people would really
2: gather around them and try to build them up um, and I yeah I don't know if that would have happened anywhere else so. yeah and it's a weird culture too because behind the scenes like as we all kind of slowly take a hike like we all don't get to go away into our private hotel room that is locked behind tape mm-hmm. and then leave the set. No, we actually stay at camp. Yep. Um, and then we continue to like present our looks as like the B roll that will be showed on YouTube or whatever, but like, we're still there. And I think regardless of our feelings and how we uh, dealt with them and you know, whatever, uh, cause it's hard, but like, um, we uh, we're still there together as a family to, to, to nurse this whole project forward and as a unit, you know, cause this is our show. This is our platform Absolutely. that we all have together. Yeah. It's a shared experience really. And unfortunately this elimination method is just the, 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 the thing of the day. It but- is. The thing. <laughs> yeah. It's never funny. To- like
1: I, I've, uh, we're getting a little short on time, but I, I will say like I those seeing someone take a hike is the hardest thing. I did not it's anticipate so hard. that like filming episode one and like it,
2: it, it's so hard. To, it's so hard to go home, but it's also so hard to watch your family. Right. Go home. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: So true. Okay, well, this is kind of we have one more question for you, but I want to make sure that you have your yoga recess moment where if you have anything that you wanted to share um, that you'd be remiss if you didn't get to say on flapping and fawning that this is your chance to do it. Do you have anything else you want to
2: share
0: or anything that you want to plug like your YouTube or your podcast?
2: Yes,
1: I I like to stay plugged. So plug with us. Yeah,
2: I know you do. You take double A batteries, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it vibrates. Two up the rectum and one in the nostril. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you have to have to keep one in the armpit too. Um, so
2: I knew it wasn't a booger hanging out of your nose. Know? It's just a battery. Um, so, uh, well, yeah, please, everybody, please do check out my YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Hillary. Yass, My Insta uh, Hillary. Dot com for any of my dates and schedules and buy my t-shirt Buy all our t-shirts. Yeah. Official t-shirts. We get money. Um, and of course, also uh, check out Squirrel Talk. I just had Flapjack on our podcast Squirrel Talk, which we've been doing for quite some time. So check that out on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it's going to be playing. And uh, uh, do I have any final words? Um, I don't know. It's been nice seeing you all. And now go fuck yourselves. Oh, we will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we wrap things up, if you could go back in time and put any person in drag, this will be good, especially with you uh, have, uh, having your history base with drag. If you could go back in time and put any person in history in drag, who would it be and why? And what would their drag name be?
2: A person in history. Um, Not to put you on the spot or anything. Like a Canadian person in history, maybe. Sure. Um, um uh, you probably won't know who this is but this is a canadian uh politician uh from french canada very important uh founding father type <laughs> georgia georgia 10 cartier he was uh, a little man with a voice <laughs> that apparently sounded very much like this and he loved to sing he loved to <laughs> dance around and he was very important he was a man of the town and he was a rebel I would love to see him slay the stage. So I would put Georgia 10 in Cartier and <laughs> in drag. And I would call him. Um, <laughs> uh, bonjour, Madame. Damn right. <laughs> Please welcome the stage. Bonjour, Madame.
1: <laughs> and that's the pod, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on laughing and fawning. fawning. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at Fawn.Fawn.Fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at FlapJQuelin. F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and, Fawning Pod, and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com See you next time! Bye! Ta-ta!